Greater Moncton has 171,000 people. We grew 5.3% last year. Mm-hmm. That was okay. the fastest growing metropolitan area in Canada. So I find like when I get, yeah. you get investors from around the country when they call you, you, you quickly learn that like this really sparks their interest. I think it's going to be discount season for the more higher cost properties in, in Greater Moncton. Okay. Yeah. I think that's something that's it's going to really stand out in our market this year. We've seen new construction just above entry level, four bedrooms, four baths, selling at six, just sub six last year. Those are selling 525, 530 mm. right now. Well, it's also like if you want to go somewhere and have potentially a better quality of light, like that, that is... Yeah, a relatively inexpensive home to have a brand new four bedroom, four bath home for five fifty. I mean, you can live perhaps more affordably there than than certainly a lot of other places. When, when, in the when, country. when I was 100%. broke, I had rich habits. Uh. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Uh. Perfect. All right. Change it to our guest segment of the show. Dennis, thanks so much for coming. Yeah. Neil, you want to intro our guest here? Yeah, for sure. So to this week, we have Dennis Wilson from Keller Williams Capital Realty. Uh, so he came in, he drove in from Moncton this morning, or yeah. I guess this afternoon, to sit with us and chat about the Moncton market, tell us what's going on, what this, the word on the street is, if it's going up, going down, if it's like Halifax. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Dennis, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, if you yeah. don't mind, I'll just, quick little intro. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Tell so, us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've been in real estate for five years. Uh, I also am a real estate investor. Um, I've Sweet. got a, I co-own a renovation company as well. Oh, right on. And we just kind of yeah. doubled up and, and uh, are growing very quickly. Um, main nine to five is, is selling it, it, houses. It, it, exactly. So selling real estate is definitely uh, my main focus. And uh, I also have a fiance, 10-year-old daughter. Right on. Um, and born and raised in Moncton. Cool. How did you get into real estate? Like what was, like did you go to university first or... Were you in a different career? I feel like a lot of people are in a different career and they switch over. You yeah. you switched over. I yeah, came straight yeah. to school, which I was kind of in a career at that point. But what, what can you do? Was it for you the same? Or I'm glad you asked me that. So I actually wanted to become a police officer. So I cool. I took a, I went to a private college, took policing corrections, yep. no sure. um, and definitely wasn't for me. After I <laughs> after I had my daughter, uh, that softened me up big time. Right. So mm-hmm. now I'm like a teddy bear, soft. I'm. You know, yeah, yeah. not a fighter. I'm a lover, um, <laughs> and and I think like, yeah, it just wasn't for me. I, I worked, uh, you know, did uh, worked as an armed guard for nine years, um, and after doing that, uh, during the time of it, I just had a, a bottom out, uh, you know, in life. I was like, yeah. you know, this isn't for me. Come home, working nights, don't know my family, mm-hmm. um, and had a buddy of mine that was like, you know, thinking this would be something for me. Yeah. And at the same time, I was thinking about getting into the mortgage industry. Okay. okay. So he was like, Dennis, like, no, read these books. <laughs> this <laughs> is real estate. Th- this, yeah, is, yeah. this is the thing to do. Gotcha. And, gotcha. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful. And, uh, you know. What's the KW book? Oh, well, actually, the guy, Keller Williams, wrote a book, uh, Million Dollar Real Estate Agent. Yeah. Is that, was yeah. that in the stack of books to read? No, no. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a great freaking book, so, man. It I, is. I, I kind of Gary Keller, sorry. Gary Keller, Not, yes. Yeah. Keller yeah. Williams yeah. wasn't yeah. the person. Yeah, yeah. It was Gary Keller and yeah. somebody named Williams that's founded Keller Williams. But Gary Keller wrote that great book, Million Million Dollar Real Estate Agent or, or Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Something Not million to be confused something. with the show. Mil- millionaire, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, and it was kind of weird. Like, he... He was at another agency at the time, and like I, I had interviewed a couple agencies, and the part that made it weird was like I was just after interviewing like his manager and other managers in the city, I, I one sparked my interest, and I yeah. knew that I'm the type of person I was like I need a manager that focuses heavily on motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once I met 
with the one that I knew would be the rock star in that, I, I you know, I was like, sorry, buddy, but yeah, <laughs> but you got to go with you, you got me go into this, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I won't, yeah. I won't name agent, you know, I won't name agency, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all about cultural fit for sure. Um, it's funny. We really wanted to have someone on from New Brunswick and we're excited. Like we connected with you as an, a fellow top producer, um, to help serve our clients there, but also just to get some insight, because if there's one thing, if there's one province I get asked about the most, it's New Brunswick. and I don't, it, it's New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's obviously everyone's curious PEI? about Toronto. Like, why are you jumping on PEI? That's an un. <laughs> I was gonna make you jump on it. I was just asking you the question. PEI is lovely, Neil. Um, <laughs> people ask me about New Brunswick, and maybe it's because it's it's nearby. But increasingly, I find a lot of money is moving from here to New Brunswick. Investors here are kind of looking at it as a secondary market, and then I think a lot of people migrating east are looking at areas of Moncton as very viable because there is that like city vibe, and it's still really, really affordable. So glad to have the chance to talk about I was going to say, my Ontario buyers call me to ask about New Brunswick. Yeah. So now they're going to talk to Dennis because I can't (laughs) answer the questions. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you've seen specifically over these last few years in New Brunswick and, and I guess most specifically Moncton. Yeah, so I mean... Probably something similar to Halifax, where like we didn't see a lot of multiple offer situations prior to COVID, and then um, you know March March twenty twenty hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to a, a phase where we think that the world is going to have a bad real estate market. Yeah, and out of nowhere, it just goes bonkers. Does yeah, the opposite? It, 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 you know, it, it went crazy. Uh, that that was something that was, I was fortunate that I started in real estate in 2018, really got my fingers wet, really learned about the market. That was a good year to get in. Yeah. It was, yeah. Because even 2019 was a pretty darn good year too. I got my license too. That's huge. That's (laughs) awesome. So that really helped me. It gave me enough confidence where I was like, you know, I understand the market enough. I've written enough offers. I've, I've dealt with enough clients that now that this is going on, I just need to learn how to, you know, deal with buyers and sellers in a multiple offer situation. And this will be good for me. So I would say even to today that my favorite part of being a realtor is representing a seller mm-hmm. and yeah. on a hot property yeah. and looking yeah. at 14 offers yeah. and just going to them and be like, you know, I'll play this game where I'll say, show me which one you think should be you know, <laughs> the one that we counter. And sometimes you'll be surprised. You give yeah. people that get it right. But when you go through the conditions, you see clause 11, you see some things they're like, okay, now I see why we, yeah. we hired a realtor. And I think our brains are, you know, half a big, ch- big chunk of our value in, in uh, 100%. Realtor. It's an emotional time, and it's, again, the biggest, usually the biggest investment people have. It's uh, a lot of their net worth, their savings, their retirement fund, whatever it may be. So making that decision is difficult. I, I've told the story in here many times of me selling one of the flips I did, and I got so emotionally charged, I couldn't make any, like, proper decisions. Mm. And so now if I were to list a flip, I would be getting someone else to would get Chandler to list it because mm. I couldn't actually make a sound decision because I'm too, like, Man, you know how much time I spent working on that? You know how much yeah. that cost me? And they're like, like, Neil, no one cares about that. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, that's so, no, true. I have, a, I have a similar story, though. Like, yeah. I bought a property downtown right where I grew up. So much pride in the property. Just mm-hmm. super excited about, like, helping the downtown core. Yep. And listed the property at attractive price. Had a bunch of offers. The first one that tried to bully, I knew to strike down. But... Once we got to offer date, like I was looking at my team and I'm like, guys, I'm a bag of nerves. And it was, I remember it was our Christmas party. And mm. I was like, guys, like here, I, I don't even know what to do. It, it was weird. <laughs> I just, I mind blanked yeah, on yeah. everything. Had no, had, yeah. had no idea what I should do really. And and it made me realize like when, when it's your own property you're, you, that you're dealing with, it it's it's a next level. It's different yourself. for it's sure. It's hard to self-represent. But so, oh, uh, I was just curious, like, so what kind of, what kind of run up price wise 
you know, roughly did you guys see during the COVID period? Like, what was the average home price before, and, and what what is it kind of now peak craziness? Yeah, we're so still we're, in it very much. Like here, we're still it's still, still gangbusters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, according to stats that are being released, we're up over eighty four percent over three years. Oh. So basically doubled. Like there's a lot of homes that have doubled. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing, like some yeah. things that I'm really proud Chambers. about. So we, we uh, in 2021, we had some uh, new construction, two-story semis in Moncton North that were off market that I, I had the um, ability to sell for them off market. And they paid anywhere from 228 to 242 for the units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last year, a couple of them, I helped them level up and we sold those units in the mid 400s. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. That we were just talking about this yeah. with our previous guests, like the the idea of like the, the amount of equity growth that you can have in these properties and how important it is. Um the also thing that blows my mind though is those are brand new properties that you were selling originally for two forty off yeah. market. That's See, crazy. That's how much this market has changed yeah, yeah. is um it, it went from there to now. I think the four hundreds makes a lot more sense when you look at the construction costs and what goes into putting yeah. mm-hmm. putting up a property. Um so you saw that run up that was on the residential side. Would you say it was the same on the rental market? Like I know for here we had a strong rental market pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was decent vacancy. You could keep them filled. My first couple of rentals I struggled a little bit, but then pre-COVID it was starting to get pretty strong. Once COVID hit, again same thing. We kind of weren't sure what was going to happen, but then it went gangbusters kind of. We had a little bit of a pause on immigration, but it still remained really strong. And then as immigration oh, turned back yeah. on, it went like psychotic like literally zero percent vacancy um is it the same in moncton and again that's something that we get asked a lot about is investing in moncton because i think your your rentals on average are a little more affordable to buy what, what was the rental market like rental rates also go crazy what, what happened there yeah so cap rates would have been double digits when it when it first started wow. and God, it was a good. soft market <laughs> you're, you're looking at like anywhere between i'm going to take a, a crack at this but 50 to 100 a door and, yeah. and today, like, uh, you're looking at the average of a good unit, two, 200 a door, right. wow. close to. Yeah. Uh, and that's even in the, you know, commercial multi-side. Like, yeah. these buildings, sometimes I see them and uh, I'm mind blown by the, the numbers, but they still cash flow well enough that they, yeah. they can get approved for financing. So what's like a, what's a rent, like what's a, a one bedroom rent for in, in Monk? Like just an average... 12, 1300 bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. Now yeah. that's, what, what kind of grade is that? Is that like fully renovated, brand new, like decent shape or like beat i would say it's like mid to good like mid yeah. to good yeah. okay so then like yeah. the, the brand new brand new fancy might be 1500 or 14 14, yeah. 14 yeah. range yeah and then like lower end might be 800 to a thousand or something like that yeah and, yeah. and lower and it, yeah yeah has that seen a pretty significant increase over the last four years too it, it has yeah. like i have some units myself and i feel that even the prices i charge i felt like they were somewhat high in the beginning when i purchased them and now like i'm i'm a good rent yeah, yeah. And it's just mind-blowing that even through last year they've continued to slightly rise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one thing I wanted to mention as well is when it comes to new construction, I was having a conversation with a couple of realtors at my office this week. There was like affordable new houses for first time home buyers is in such high demand in greater Moncton. Yeah. yeah. We had some units that were in Dieppe that were started at 305,000. Uh, I had a client purchase one at 320. And then the following week, the builder had moved up to 350, easily sold. So those are new construction units people are able to buy for 300 and 350. That's still fairly reasonable. Would that be current today, or that's even higher now? And now they're at 350. So now they're at 350. And, and Man, now that's that, still so cheap compared to here. It's crazy. And now that that phase is complete, like those were two-story townhouses, 1,400 square feet above grade. Those units, 
now and the next phase, you know, are going to be before 360. It's still like, yeah. I don't want to go down another story, but this is just like, right, let's hear it. There was a brand new neighborhood being built in Halifax. A lot of people will know it. It's called Governor's Brook. You might oh, be familiar gosh, with it yeah. in the Spryfield area. Uh, it's on the Halifax side, and it was one of the, I'd say, only affordable brand new neighborhoods at the time. Yeah. And I don't mean affordable by any means, other than the fact that it's not like massive homes in a. Yeah, they intentionally built them smaller. They did more townhouses, more semi detached units. Yeah. They also came up with the ingenious idea that you had no options. You want to change the countertops? Too bad. These are the countertops that come with it. We, we have some of like, that. Like, like flooring, too bad. This is what it is. Same exterior, same. And they do that to, because it does keep the cost down. It keeps yep. the cost down, and it also allows them to produce them a lot quicker. Yep. Um, anyways, at first, no one was buying them. At first, no one was buying them. And I remember one of the builders approached me through an agent in our office and offered eight of them, eight of the townhomes at like 240 maybe 225 or something. And when I was, was like, this? Three um, years ago, more than, no, more than four years ago now. Yeah, four years. Anyway. Four years ago, it can't be any longer than that because I was in licensed and like yeah. Governorsburg was open. Yeah. Anyways, and I was like, "There's no way I can ever see these being worth more than that." And then <laughs> I feel like in the last year, there's been some for six fifty. Over the semis? Yeah. Yeah, the semis. My five fifty uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Five fifty to six hundred, I think, depending yep. if someone's going to work to them. And they sell like this, like they go up and it's just like. Oh yeah. man, they were doing like their their high end detached homes. You could still get a high end detached home there. It was like four thirty nine, then four sixty nine. Actually, so we're we're doing we're just recording before before here. Remember that person I said was crazy? Yes. She she messaged me. So the reason <laughs> I broke up with her as a client was I pulled so many strings to get this woman like this in Governor's Brook. Yeah. A deal had had fallen like the week before closing, right? So the house was ready, mm-hmm. and they had steadily been increasing in price. And I think at this point in time, like she could have still had that home for I I want to say like four nineteen, a semi detached, mm-hmm. three story garage, like. And ultimately, her lender, her mortgage professional, was like, "I don't think you can afford it." And I'm like, "For the love of God, please buy this because if you get six months into it." And you feel like you can't afford it? We could could sell it for five hundred thousand dollars for profit. And she backed out of the deal. And you know, there's a bunch of other things. She was just a little bit on another planet. Um, Literally, they sold the same unit to someone else for four sixty nine. So I think she like lost forty thousand dollars in 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 two weeks. And now those like like you said, those would be up. They gotta be five sixty nine. They're five sixty nine all day. The new ones are five seventy nine nine. That was only twenty four months ago, right? Mm -hmm. And so. She lost $140,000 of potential equity tax-free mm-hmm. in 24 months because her mortgage broker, shout out to this mortgage broker, um, told her, like, I don't think you should do this. I think You're this is a fine line here, bit, Chandler. You're walking a fine thing. line. But, um, but at the end of the day, like, I think Chandler's right. Like, and, and I get triggered by that. Mortgage yeah. specialists giving uh, market advice. Yep. Stick to what you're good at. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I you don't get the I, best mortgage, and we'll get you the best deal. I won't. Yeah. I won't sit there and tell you like you know variable fixed all that. I, I have my opinion on what yeah. I do. I might make a small suggestion based on what your mortgage specialist is kind of pitching, but yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm by all means not a. 100%. Yeah. You need, but you she just hit that. me up to be like, "Will you be my agent again?" <laughs> and I'm like, mm. "We all right. We need, we have digressed. We yeah. need to get back to the yeah, Moncton yeah. market." <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said you said multi units basically uh, effectively doubled. So did homes. Yeah. Uh, were rents the same on the multi-unit side? Or like, I think we were, we were kind of alluding to it before we came in here and I saw some stuff on the news uh, and this is kind of, again, multi-units are based on their NOI, their net operating income, which is yep. your, your revenue minus your expenses. And so on top of revenue growth, um, I think there was some expense drops. And I think that's what really helped 
go from that, like you said, 50 to 100 a door to up to 200 a door, because that might even be more than double sometimes. And so kind of what was that and what what's going on there on the multi-unit side that's making things better for people to invest and buy? Yeah, so I think like one thing is when nationally you see articles like what Money Sense had released a few weeks ago and it shows that there's still some room for growth in Greater Moncton, Yeah, that causes hype. Uh, and then at the end of the day, the, the numbers still kind of make sense. The average yeah. cap rate would be like four to seven percent. Yeah, uh, four is not great. Yeah, like I don't know, like were they doing some stuff? Property, property taxes, because I remember yeah. I went there to invest once, and the thing that shut me down, I went to get an appraisal done, and they were just like, "This is what it is," and I'm like, "What the hell?" And like, "Well, look at the property tax bill," and I was like, "What?" And that was years ago, and they that kind of they were insanely high, high. Yeah. insanely yeah. high, and it, it nuked the value because it had great income. Well, I was like, well, this is the same income I get in Halifax. I understand your cap's a little higher. What's going on? And I'm like, would I not get this per door? And now we hadn't done a full appraisal yet. We were just chatting. And he's like, it's the property tax, man. It's the right. property tax. So what's going on with the property tax in New Brunswick, I guess, Moncton, wherever? So is it the whole province that's changing? Yeah. So w- without getting into numbers, mm-hmm. the non-owner occupied taxation, which is not quite double, we'll say, on average, without getting into Jesus. exact details, that number is being cut in half in a three-year phase. Okay. okay. So that'll be forced appreciation for investors overnight. And and that's something that I always try to educate my clients on just to show them that even though your cap rate might not be perfect right now, if you can get into a unit that you can close your eyes on yep. for long term, this is you're gonna be having much much more cash flow after these Yeah, just just so I understand that. So right now, if it's a non owner occupied rental, you're paying a way higher uh property tax. Like even, even on a double. duplex? Even on a duplex. Yeah, approximately double. Yeah. But they're going to phase that Jesus. out to bring it back more in line with others. They're yeah, gonna, that is that is going to raise the value of those properties immediately. Kind of overnight. Because that, that property tax is one of the biggest bills you end up paying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I bet you it is the biggest bill you pay on average in New Brunswick. That's huge. Um, is there a rent control? There is to an extent. Um, last year they had a cap rate. Okay. And this year they didn't renew the cap rate. But they've mentioned that if someone raises a rent the tenant can challenge it so that oh, it, it yeah, is met yes, at, yes. at market rent. I saw that. That's man. I actually thought that a good was idea. Awesome. That's a really clever idea. I like that a lot. But, but this is the thing we all hear. They go, oh, but there'll be such a backlog. And, and there would be, right? Like, so I don't know how they're going to handle that backlog. But I like it because it's it's essentially, I don't want to say, it, it, it allows some room for reasonable adults to be like, hey, yeah. this is what I'm proposing. And you know what? I think the perfect scenario would be that if you want to take it to a hearing, both sides have to agree with the result of the hearing. So you can go to the tenant and be like, listen, I'm raising it this, but that's lower than market. And if you want to fight me on it, we can go to the tenancy board, but the tenancy board says, actually, the market rate is this, you have to pay that. And vice versa. If I go too high and they say it should be, it's like arbitration in sports. Yeah. You know, baseball <laughs> yeah, arbitration. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. man, you go in there yeah. like, I think I'm worth yeah. this. They say you're not like, and yeah. the arbitrator says I like it, it. that's what you get. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm into that. Interesting. Yeah. I remember reading that. I mean, like that is going to be a lot of, um, bureaucracy like they're, they're, it must be getting a backlog in in the Tennessee board but it made a lot of sense like, have you dealt with it firsthand i haven't dealt with it firsthand on a challenge i've, I've heard of i i've had Do you have given out rental increases without challenge i, I actually haven't had to give out rent increases so i okay. just i just got into the market last year right okay. with, with making uh purchasing investment properties so like my rents are still where they're at they're just a bit below market yeah, because even in the last twelve months, it's still taken a bit of a hike. Yeah, but in theory, like right now, you don't have a hard cap, so like no. you could go out there and say, "Hey, I want to increase it a hundred bucks." They would just then have the right and say, "I think that's too much," and then you'd go down this uh, this procedure. Man, I want to love the sound of that. I'd want to <laughs> assume that you would have to 
take some comps, show them to the province. And, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think that they know exactly all the time in mm. each market what a market rent would be. It's hard yeah. to tell. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's... And you probably have to bring in some data about, like, hey, this is what my expenses did, blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. 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 So it, it's... be fairly nuanced. I don't think it's going to be a carte blanche thing, but I think it's, it's a better option than doing the blanket method they did here in Halifax. Um, it's 5%. Across okay. the board. It was 2% during COVID. It's not 5% yeah. until January 1st. It, so. Sorry, it's not 5% until January 1st, but for now it's 2%, and then on January 1st it'll be turning to 5%, um, which is 5% is more reasonable. Mm-hmm. 2%, oh, made, it's, 2% it's, made no sense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've experienced it, but insurance mm-hmm. went up a fortune. Uh, property tax for everybody but the people in New Brunswick went up a fortune, and like every other utility also went up, mm-hmm. so it did not make any sense, but... This is a digression. I, had a th- I was trying to think of like ways to figure out this rent cap situation. I had this idea that um, you could raise rent um, proportionate to what your expenses went up. No, well that that would be the obvious thing, but then you're gonna have to be proving it and and probably talk like, about paperwork and bureaucracy. That'd be insane. I'm just sort of thinking like if you say you have a, a long term tenant that's been there for six years or for <laughs> ten years, mm-hmm. you could figure something out where based on what their rent started at ten years ago, yeah, you could apply some sort of amount that all right, you can bring them up to the point that. Um, whatever the rent cap is today, mm-hmm. retroactively for all those years. So if, if they've been there for 10 years and because you were a nice person, you 50%. never raised the rent for, for 10 years, well, now the rent cap is is 5%. You can raise them um, 5% for every one of those 10 years. You can raise them 50%. Like and that would, take, that would take someone that, that was $600 and bring them to 900 which is still incredibly below market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's also... You know, while well, it's a 50% increase on, on the books, it's actually not that much. But then you have someone who's maybe been there for three years, and you know what? They're at 900. You don't actually need to be able to raise them 9% or, 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 or 15%. Yeah. So they would go up a little bit, but not an absurd amount. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, like TFSA. You get your limit, and it's yeah, out of year. And yeah, if you don't you use it, it's you don't put aside. Use, exactly. Because it, it, it is, it is intense sometimes to try and keep up with it all. In, Did if, I just if, fix the rent cap situation? You may have. That, that should be allowed. If it's so far <laughs> below market rent, you should have more than just five percent, or or whatever the. Cap but I rate. also think it just like also protects the people who are 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 going to see a big jump from a very low rent. It also protects the people who are already at a high rent and have only been there for two years. It protects them a little bit from being gouged. Like, man, I've only been here two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, so their increase would be relatively small. The most you could increase them would be, you know, if they've been if they've had no increases, right? Yeah. In those three years, well, now they could get hit with fifteen percent. Yeah, that's not ideal. But man, what hasn't gone up by twenty five percent in three in the last three years? Yeah, I exactly. just think that's a, a good bridge. But anyway, we, um, we've digressed so, again. Yeah, yeah. So, so who who are the buyers right now in Moncton? That's what like, I are they are they Monctonians who are probably like, holy shit, I can't believe where these prices are, but whatever, I'm in it, I'm living here. Um, or is it come from a ways? Is it people from the rest of the province? Uh, or is it bordering Atlantic Canadian provinces? Like, what's the demographic that's coming in here and spending kind of these unprecedented dollars? I feel like we still have a good amount of local Greater Moncton people. The also people from other parts of New Brunswick. Uh, we have a lot of people from the uh, Acadian coast that will move down to Moncton for opportunity, Dieppe for opportunity. I do think aside from that, we get a lot of people from Ontario, British Columbia, people that will sell their house, take the equity out of it, and then they move to Greater Moncton. They're able to buy a house cash yeah. right, and then keep a little bit in the bank. Yeah. Right. Um, not my way to do it, but you know, I, I would I would take that, you know, I'd still take a mortgage and then invest the the difference. Right. But yeah. everyone's everyone teach their own and it gives them peace of mind. They go yeah. to bed at night, they're older, they're like, Hey, 
Yeah, I, I just want to own a house outright and, and have some cash in the bank. It, there's something to be said about Sounds that. Sounds pretty nice. Sounds pretty <laughs> nice to me. Eliminate some of those payments wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got to have a, a mixed bag. I know it, it went up again tremendously. COVID, I feel like in Toronto, everyone was like, screw this. This was terrible. And then they wanted to come Atlantic Canada way. Um, I've been kind of crying about this, but I feel like I'm seeing a bit of a shift back where people are having to go back either because their job is no longer work from home or they're like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't like Toronto. I, I just like to say I didn't like yeah. Toronto, but I kind of miss the city. Are you seeing that now where you had clients you maybe sold into a home during COVID uh, that were like so fired up to like, screw Ontario. I'm ready for the East Coast. And now like, I'm going back. Yeah, it's it, it definitely is happening. I've had a few clients that have, that's what they've done. They moved down here and they were like, this is not exactly what I pictured this to be. Yeah. This is not where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I, Dennis, I need you to sell what you sold me and, yeah. and get me back home. What's kind of like here we have one market and it's kind of strange, right? Like we have the Halifax market and it kind of floats everything else. Even our periphery markets that are starting to do well, Toronto's been doing well, Bridgewater, Kenfield, Wolf, like those, those are strong micro markets, not volume, but Halifax no. stirs the drink. In, in New Brunswick, you've got Moncton Dieppe area, you've got Fredericton, you've got St. John. Like how does, how do the areas compare price wise? Like, do you notice a big difference in pricing one area to the next? Here, we're joking that you drive 30 minutes in any direction and your prices fall off pretty significantly. What's it like in New Brunswick? We don't see it as much. I, I was looking at statistics. Numbers for rural areas have dropped a bit more than in the city. We're, we're down about 11% for average price really? from okay. last year yeah. in the wow. city and yeah. a bit more in the rural areas, but not too much. I, right. I find it just takes a little bit longer. So a lot of my clients, I'll educate them on, if it's a price where we know it's not going to be a multiple offer situation, we're going to wait it out and we're probably going to get the dollar that we're, I'm recommending. Yeah. And it, and it usually works out fine. It just takes a, a little bit longer Yeah, for that right person well, to come what would they might What might they be rel- relative to one another? Like say a home in Moncton, but if you take that same home and you pick it up and you, you drive it 30 minutes outside of town, like what, what would the relative it, prices be? It, it, it would, 30 minutes would drop maybe 10% or so. Really? That close? Oh, yeah. interesting. It's okay, not as cool. dramatic. I think the people are more spread throughout... I think New there's Brunswick also a limitation when your your yeah. high end price is, is relatively low. It yeah. kind of in a weird way pulls your low end price up a it, little bit, right? It, it would be enough. a little bit more than that, mm-hmm. but like it's yeah. it's still it's it's not too bad. Like we have areas like uh, Bucktush, Rishabucto, uh, Rexton. These these are like 30, 45 minute drives. Um, they're they're down a bit more than 10 percent mm-hmm. compared to Greater Moncton. But as Moncton heats up, I find these areas have seen tremendous growth as well. Right. Yeah. Um, some of that's just probably a correction. Is like we had this thing where it's like whoop, and it was like oh prices are falling. It's like yeah we're doing this little dip recovery, and now we're just back to here again. Yeah, a similar model there. So we're in the. I would. I'm glad you call it the dip recovery. So I'll, I'll use that. Uh, this month was our first drop since December. We okay. were, were 336 last month. We're 324 this month. Okay. And I think this is just you know the rate effect is 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 here. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's here to stay. But now I think we will take. Uh, We'll, we'll start taking off again, just did, based alone on on the amount of inventory we have. Did you have a dip in December, you said? We had a constant dip to December. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, from summer-ish. Yeah, okay, I, I wouldn't so from like late summer. Same high we had December. here probably is like, you know, end of Q1, start of Q2, last exactly. year, psycho. Yeah. And then it's just like petering down. Yeah, yeah I think I was dragged a little longer. Like January, February here was... You did. Yeah, yeah. January, January, February was a little more aggressive, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So now you're finding it's getting back to that market where you have multiple offers, mm-hmm. people are stirring, you're getting buyers coming out of the woodwork that want to to get in. 
yeah, that's what I find. And I think that the reason why we're another big reason why we're seeing a dip in the average price this month yeah. is I've noticed a one trend that really stands out to me is that over 700 K is down like 60% from last year uh, units sold. Right. Yeah. So I looked at like, yeah, I looked at April to November and that was 13 units in greater Moncton sold. Yeah. Six months trailing previous to that were 36. Mm-hmm. So we're so really we'd down. Have a similar thing in the, like the 800 to 1.2 range. Yours would be yeah. higher, right? Halifax. Yeah, yeah. Our, our super, our super high end is still doing fairly well, and then everything that's that's a know, separate here, marketplace. They don't even yeah, take mortgages. Yeah, here, here affordable <laughs> would be you know affordable on the Halifax side is under six, and then affordable you know maybe outside of the Halifax area would be four fifteen under. That's is still gangbusters. Yes, yeah. anything in there is is, is is going nuts. I think where we saw a lot of the slowdown. I think it's the same for you guys is where you have two strong income earners. They qualify between eight hundred to one point two. And so when you have an interest rate change and with that amount of money, like 1% shaves off $250,000, right? And so I think a lot of those people, um, their approval changed dramatically there over the last six months. Again, and now I think what we're seeing is those long-term five-year rates are coming down into the mid fours, low fours, and they're being able to qualify again to get back into that. Um, So interesting. So as a whole, you said the market looks like it's it's feeling pretty strong, pretty good. I will say I feel like we have a lot of listings coming on right now um, and we have a lot of multi-units coming on, people um, just who don't want to deal with the expenses. Is it the same there uh, where there's a lot of listing volume coming on now or do you find it's it's pretty much quiet, like it, it's still that really aggressive low inventory market? Inventory is growing, but it's not growing as fast as I thought it would for the spring market. Okay. And and that's a little bit concerning, I think, for, for our market. At the end of the day, I think what's going to end up happening is if it doesn't grow, People are just going to, again, be forced hand to pay numbers that they may not want to. Yeah, uh, competition's up. good. Uh, up to 400, it's it's pretty hot. And for example, a couple of weeks ago, I listed a split level semi. These prices, you guys, will be way different in Halifax. Yeah, but yeah. Two, 224.9 split level semi, Moncton North. Uh, Damn. Five days in, we have 14 offers sold for 255 cash, no conditions. Hmm. Sweet. Um, so I mean, it's that, that's really good. That price, you know, I, 12, 13 percent over ask, no conditions. Yeah, I mean, the the ask price just still like boggles my mind a little bit. Um, here, like our market is driven by the fact that, you know, we've got major hospitals, major kind of commercial. We obviously have the port here, uh, which is shipping, but it's also navy, all the universities. Um, all of these things are kind of why when people ask like, well, well, you know, how's Halifax doing? We have all this stuff that makes us pretty recession proof because hospitals, mm-hmm. universities, the Navy government, they don't go anywhere even when the economy gets bad. What are sort of the underlying drivers in, in Moncton and New Brunswick as a whole? I, I find that one of them that helps a lot is the, the immigration game strong in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. We're feeling it as well. I, I feel like there's a lot of people moving to Greater Moncton. Uh, I'm hearing from some of my clients that it's easily accessible to get a PR. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know the details to that. And then also logistically speaking, Moncton's in a great location. We're we're an hour and a half yeah. to St. John, an hour forty five to Fredericton, an hour to Prince Edward Island, two and a half hours to Halifax. Yeah, we're located in an area where big companies see that and they they know that they can move product to areas all throughout East Coast, Quebec. Very easily, Walmart yeah. Walmart distribution just set up in our industrial park. That was that was huge that was for a huge us. Win, yeah. Uh, yeah. TD Corporate opened a, opened their center in, in Dieppe. 
that was that was really big for us. And a couple other large companies and our industrial parks are seeing tremendous growth. Yeah. And I mean, it's the classic, you follow the money, right? Like these big corporations who literally would spend millions of dollars a year researching on where they should post up at. It's like, well, they're doing the, they're doing all the research for you. If they're sending money there, yeah. it's because, you know, they see population growth. They see all these things and you can just tail ride their research effectively. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Do you guys have an Amazon warehouse? No. Not yet. I okay. heard speculation and rumor. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if like they will look at what Walmart did and think like, they want in there because yeah, I yeah. gotta think if a company like Walmart, the amount of research they would have done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's I, I gotta think that they're thinking about it. But have you guys heard anything in Halifax or? We have one here. Okay, you have. We do okay. have one in Dartmouth in the Burnside Park. Okay, um, and they were supposed to be building a even bigger one um, that got kind of canceled when rates started to go, and I think there was concerns about consumer spending. Got it. Um, but I, I remember seeing an article or something that they were looking at one for Moncton because basically what you said, it would it would feed all of New Brunswick as well as probably PEI. Yeah. And so when you put all that together, then it kind of makes sense, I think, for them. But again, Amazon is such a massive scale that they need. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they even came here, to be honest. And I think they might have pushed it themselves. Like, that's why they backed out right. of their bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other major infrastructure projects that are coming down the pipe that you think will dramatically change the Moncton market that people should be like, all right, this is a really good reason for me to get in, like a plant or a new, uh, like something, another job center, I guess? There's not much on the job side. I think the thing that really stands out to me is the amount of multi-units and commercial real estate being built. Yeah. So mm-hmm. our, our permits last year crushed records, and even this year, our permit value in Greater Moncton would be higher year over year than our real estate. Right. Wow. So it's yeah. there's there's it's outpacing the yeah yeah there's some big players that have come in they've purchased large parcels of land they've also purchased older properties in the downtown core and you know like Ashford Group has bought a lot of property when you see stuff like that happening I got to think that you know they're these guys are smart mm-hmm. you know they yeah. didn't see something you know coming, yeah. dumb money doesn't get that big 100%, 100%. so it, it it makes me think that there's there's still room for growth and then when I look at Halifax being two and a half hours away and the numbers you guys have I understand it's a completely different economy yeah in many ways but we're way below still so I when I yeah. look at that I'm like economies you know at one time Ontario was you know Toronto was a little small town you know Barry didn't have high sales. Yeah. You know, it, it was, so I think we go through these phases and the, the hyper growth, I, I think there's still room left in, in greater Moncton. A big part of me believes that Moncton has a stronger commercial sector than Halifax relative to the number of people that they have. Why is that? Um, I think that the province as a whole of New Brunswick is more business oriented, more pro business and provide more incentives and work more with their businesses to help them grow than Nova Scotia does. Bold statement. Okay, it is a bold statement, and I'm gonna try and find some stats for that. Sure, yeah. yeah, Next time you're here to talk about it, a couple stats I could share. So, like Greater Moncton has 171,000 people. We grew 5.3 percent last year. Mm -hmm. That was the fastest growing metropolitan area in Canada. So I find like when I get yeah, you get investors from around the country when they call you, you you quickly learn that like this really sparks their interest, and that's one of the main reasons they're giving me a phone call. Yeah, when I start talking about taxes. (laughs) <laughs> that's when they get a little what do you mean like yeah. four four five six percent cap rate and like yeah. ten thousand yeah. dollar tax bill on a on a four unit what are we talking about here yeah, so yeah it, it's interesting everywhere has its obstacles that's for sure is there a specific tax to non-resident if you like here in, in uh in nova scotia we've got this thing now where if you buy a property here it's like a second property you're not gonna live in it they're just gonna charge you five percent in addition to your your title transfer fee there's one on new construction 
Okay. Uh, but I don't think on just any other type of property. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're actively trying to dissuade people from Moving coming here, here which is, is <laughs> rich, but... Because uh, your government tried to implement one last uh-huh. year. Oh, yeah, and they pulled that back really well, quick. Well, that was going to be on, like, just ongoing property tax. Yeah. Um, which, there's a lot of secondary markets that are... Their, their whole local economies are based on the fact that people come Visitors. from other parts of the world yeah. and stay at their <laughs> summer home, and for six months of the year, they dump money into the local economy, and they don't draw from any resources. Right, like they don't go to the hospital, they don't go to the schools, they don't go to the public libraries, they don't ride the bus, they don't do anything. They just come and go to restaurants and go to events and spend and spend and spend. Um, and so when the government was going to put this extra surcharge on their property tax, it was actually all the smaller municipalities rallied together and said, please don't do this. We want these people here. I remember there was a, a story that was kind of big. It was in, where was it? I want to say Liverpool, where this family that you know, only spent their summers there but had done so for years and years and years, left some crazy, like, millions of dollars um, Mm -hmm. in their estate to the local hospital because of what the community meant to them. And that's people, like, you're trying to alienate those people? You're trying to tell them not to come here for the summer? So it didn't make make sense. They they walked that back. But um, the de-transfer tax on out-of-province people who are buying something and not going to move here, uh, it's still there, and it's 5%, and it's hefty, right? That's a significant amount on on the price. So, yeah. So where where do you forecast for the rest of this year? Like, what's... What's happening right now, and what what could people who are thinking of maybe going to New Brunswick and Moncton this year, like what, what's coming down the pipe? I, th- I think that this year we'll see close numbers for units compared to the past few years. I think we'll probably be the, the fourth highest year. I, yeah. I think 20 to 22 will still be above. Volume, I think, will take a good hit. And the reason being yeah. is, like I'd mentioned, the high price stuff in Greater Moncton really has taken a hit. Yeah, you know, New Brunswick is only so rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only so much that that people can afford, and and I think buyers, because of inflation and interest rates, have been forced to be more budget conscious and look at making a maybe a, a purchase of a little bit less than what they would have initially. Gotcha. Similar yeah. to what we're facing here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just important for someone to know that like the price at least seem to be finding some sort of base. Right, because there's some areas where they went up and there's no real obvious floor for them necessarily. Like whatever correction, like how far is that correction going to be? But population growth is is the main driver, right? As long as you've got those population growth numbers trending even close, so you don't have to grow five percent every year. But if you can keep that like close to that amount, there's just that's going to support the housing. Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah. going to yeah. drive it crazy. But okay, we're going to wrap it up here. I think. Yeah, yeah um, we're going to start bringing Dennis out. Hopefully. Uh, more frequently to give us an update. Potentially we'll Zoom so you don't always have to drive. Um, I'm even complaining about driving and I live 30 minutes away. Um, so, yeah, but thank you for the for the update. Um, is there anything you wanted to add before we shut her down? Yeah, no, like, I think the, the one thing I was going to add is just that I think it's going to be discount season for the more higher cost properties in, in Greater Moncton. Okay. Yeah. I think that's something that's going to be really, it's going to really stand out in our market this year. Gotcha. And I think that that's really important for people to see. Um, we've seen new construction, like just above entry level, uh, four bedrooms, four baths, selling at six, j- just sub six last year. Those are selling 525, 530 mm. right now. Okay. I, I think stuff like that is important for people to see. Um, There's huge opportunities available for people in that market. Well, it's also like if you want to go somewhere and have potentially a better quality of life, like that, that is... Yeah, a relatively inexpensive home dead. to have a brand new four bedroom, four bath home for five fifty. Yeah, you know, obviously, Below. like you know, obviously the income 
you still have to pay for that and you might take an income change, but with people being able to work remotely and still yeah. have some of these high paying gigs or, you know, you hope it opens up some opportunity to small businesses and entrepreneurs yeah. who want to go there. If you make a go of it, I mean, you can live perhaps more affordably there than, than certainly a lot of other places in the country. 100%. So. The only other thing I think I would add is that two, three years ago, we did not expect this type of growth in Greater Moncton. Mm-hmm. And I think that now when you see the numbers, the articles like Money Sense released and the hype, it's you've got to almost assume that that growth is there over the next few years. It won't be as tremendous, obviously. We're not going to see, um, you know, 84% over three years. Yeah. But it feels like there's still some room there. And, you know, that's, I think, is going to turn attention to investors for sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We already get a lot of calls about it. So um, really appreciate you coming on and, and we'll check in again soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks, Dennis. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, like, follow, subscribe, and we're going to link all of Dennis's contact information. You can find it on our social media so you can reach out as well. Thanks so much for watching the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, press like. Don't forget to subscribe. But also check us out on Instagram and TikTok. You can find all the links below. Thanks again for checking us out. Broke, I had rich habits. Uh. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Uh.